small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me at the other end of the table today, he flew here from Illinois for his third appearance as co-host, I'm sorry, guest co-host, because he hasn't done it five times yet. You got to do it five times. This will be his third. Two more times, he's a co-host. Currently, he's a guest co-host on this show, and he's a guest in my house. Please welcome Mr. Kevin Hartbarger. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Pat. It's only a matter of time before I get to... Five times. Five times. <laughs> Come, it's going to... Look, you might have four times before you leave here this week. Uh, it's entirely possible. So, who knows? <laughs> All right, folks. So, uh, Kevin and I are supposed to uh, start recording an hour ago, and we've had multiple, multiple uh, technical snafus, but I think, I think we're finally on track. I, I can tell you that the power cord I was using uh, was uh, hotter than lava. Yeah, well, I'm I'm impressed with folks the behind the scenes that you have no idea what happens to get Ridiculous. this thing on the air every week. I just want you to know I've been a witness to it. I'm very impressed, and and you all should be so proud of what Pat does here. The uh, this episode should be called troubleshooting <laughs> because that's all I've been doing for an hour. Kevin's been very helpful. I'd say, do you hear that? And he'd say yes. Yeah, and right. I'd say, do you still hear it? And he'd say yes. Yes. And then eventually. We didn't hear it, but we were, we were having a hum. I'm going to put my foot, I put a new power cord, and I'm going to put my foot on the power cord. All right, it's still not hot. Now, the other one, literally, I couldn't pick it up. It, it was one of those things. It's got a cord that goes into a block, and then another cord comes out of the block and goes into the mixing board. We're also using a different mixing board. So I don't know. I don't know if you ever get to hear this, well, but Kevin and I are going to have fun doing it. We're breaking new ground Breaking tonight. new ground with many a thing. Okay, Kevin, you brought this topic to the table. Why don't we tell people what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, so this is, this episode has been a year and a half in the making, I feel like. We talked about doing it early last year, then things got shut down, and we finally got to a point where, you know, felt comfortable getting on a plane, coming out, and, uh, you know, I, I said I'd love to do a Motown episode, and then I said, well, Motown's really big. That's a that's a lot. You it's know, a lot of stuff, right? And if you thought the Beach Boys episode was long, uh, the Motown one could be super long. And so you said, "Well, why not the ladies of Motown?" Did I really say that? Because I thought that was your idea. No, it was actually your idea. I'll take credit for any idea that people think is a good idea. Yeah, I loved it. I thought you know the idea of two middle aged white guys talking about the ladies of Motown was really on point. Amen, sister. <laughs> um, so Kevin sent me his list of 29 songs and it's a fantastic list of songs. So when putting my list together, I was like, I don't think I can do as good as Kevin. So I did something a little bit different. And again, I don't like when people uh, take the topic and don't do the topic, but I'm doing something a little bit different. Kevin, I found many versions of the songs you brought I found some cool cover versions of mm -hmm. those songs. Cool, yeah. So even though some of those are not sung by ladies, as a matter of fact, most of them are sung by men, because I can't give ladies a whole episode. <laughs> I can't do that. But anyway, so that's what I did. That's what I have 
uh, on the docket today. And I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's great. And Hey, listen, you know, I think that actually is a great example of how the ladies of Motown paved the way because they got there first mm-hmm. and then the dudes are like, that's a great song. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to snag that. From also, you. yeah. The way the ladies of Motown got, uh, got, uh, the shaft. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But now if I may, before we start, first of all, Kevin's been here since uh, Friday evening. We've been having a great time. Mm-hmm. We, uh, yeah. What did we do yesterday? Yesterday, uh, what did we did. We did something, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we went to. I went to your local record we store, went to CD Trader, to CD Trader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so got to check that out. I, I bought a few things and and uh, which earned you some stamps. Yes, and then I got a, a Lindsey Buckingham CD that I've been looking for. It's like on the top of my list. Every time I go to a used CD store, I immediately look for Lindsey Buckingham's second solo album called "Go Insane." Go insane, and uh, and yesterday I found it. Yeah, which is awesome. And so. it was it was fifteen ninety nine, and I hesitated on buying it. I'm like, the thing that I've looked for for years, it wasn't thirty dollars. It wasn't fifty. It was fifteen ninety nine. I'm like, no, oh, gee, I don't know. Maybe I should. Uh. Yeah. And then uh, and then I got enough stamps on my stamp card, so I got the eight dollars off. So then I purchased it. Amen. I own all the Lindsey Buckingham albums in physical format because I'm fifty seven. Okay, so <laughs> we did that, and then today we played uh name that tune yep and we did our stupid gag where yep. no one knew kevin was here and then i i went in the room where he was and everyone oh my god they're in the same room ah, okay let's get back to the game and then we went down to amoeba yeah which was awesome they for people that don't know or don't spend a ton of time in los angeles uh the original amoeba in hollywood shut down during mm-hmm. the pandemic I think that was always planned, right? They always knew they were going to move. Yeah, to they were going to move to a new location. But, but it actually happened while things were shut down, and now they're in a, a new location. So I was excited to see it, and I thought it's not as good. It's not as big. Not as big. Not as good um, as the original. But uh, you still do the things you do at Amoeba, which yeah, is you look through and there, look. There's still tons of stuff there. Tons of stuff. Tons. I, I bought. Uh, I think I ended up walking out with eight or nine. CDs all for two bucks a piece and they're, you know, kind of, um, just stuff that you would buy for $2. Right. You know, if you saw for 15 99, you might not buy. And I found the, uh, I forget what the, um, what the 10,000 maniac CD is called that has a peace train on it, but I found a copy that had peace train still on it because they did take that song off at one point and it was a dollar 99. So I immediately bought that. And then, um, I don't have all the Chicago, I don't have like the first, uh, 10 or 11 Chicago albums in a physical format. So I'm trying to fill those. I don't have all of them. So I, I actually take a, there's a picture on my phone of the ones I have. Yeah. And so I have to pull that out and I go, which ones do I have? So I found <laughs> two more of those. So that was a, that was good. It was a good day. It was a good was day. A good day. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, I'm supposed to see Lou Graham live in November. And one of our listeners, Andy Solom. Uh, he tweeted that Lou Graham is his favorite rock vocalist of all time. So I told Andy, when I see him, I will get something signed for Andy. So Andy, I found a vinyl copy of Foreigner 4, which I will try my damnedest, sorry for swearing, uh, to get signed for you. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to work blue tonight, Pat. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, uh, that's fine. I'll roll with it. Yeah, S my D (laughs) if you don't like it. That's what I'm saying. All right, so... If I may, normally I let the guest go first, but since I interviewed the first lady of Motown, yeah. Claudette Robinson, that's right. 
and this is about the ladies of Motown. I feel like we have to start with a song that Claudette sang for the Miracles. And that song is called After All. So let's hear a little of this. song i do know that song and uh i well you saw claudette in person i mean she looks amazing right well i saw her on the zoom but yeah right, she sure. does look amazing because yeah. i think she's in i think she's 80 yeah and and it's not always it's not only about how someone looks uh although it is but um no the way she carries herself uh she she doesn't talk like an I'm going to say an old person right. at all. Right. She's got an energy and uh, just she's full of life and just uh, articulate and just, you know, not a hint of age on her. Yeah. So she's living her best life. I believe that's great. Good for her. Yeah. I need yeah. to start <laughs> yeah, eventually. I'll I'm be. deal. I'm running around barefooted with uh, a hot uh, power cord. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Praying to God that Kevin's plane ticket uh, doesn't go kaput because we can't record this episode. That's right. Well, you know, if, if here's what we would have done if this wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. Yeah. You would have gone in the other room with your laptop. I, I would have been yeah. here and we would have done this through zoom and that would have been weird, but that's I, what we would have. Done. I actually thought about that, that we, after all is said and done and I came all the way out here. You would so be in the we, other room. We would still have to do it over zoom and that's the only way to make it work. Are you okay with stopping now and picking it up like that? Uh, yeah, we'll end right now and you go in the, and we'll just, we'll do it that yeah. way. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> sit, sit. We don't have a, we don't have the, the hum. We don't have the hum. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds great. It I was... think if the hum starts, that means that the power cord is going to blow up. That's what I think it means. <laughs> okay. So I'm waiting for it to just start. All right. Well, I'm closest to the stairs, so I will yeah. be the first one to get out. I'm near happens. the window, so I'll be right out. Okay. The okay. Enough tomfoolery. Enough fun. Stop having fun. Yeah, no more. No more fun. Let me ask you something. The last song on your list, on your printed list that you sent me, is that our playout song? It is. Okay, good. Because yep. you didn't have a um, you didn't have a start or an end time. Yeah, because we're gonna start it from the top. And, and I figured that's ballsy. Let it roll. All right, Kevin. What's your first tune? My first tune is uh, the first ever. This is actually the 60th anniversary this year of Motown's first number one hit. It's crazy. And uh, it was by ladies, so perfect for our topic. Uh, and we all know this song. We love it. Um, and it's Please Mr. Postman. All right. By the Marvelettes. Marvelettes.
you're telling me the first ever number one hit single on the Motown label came from some broads? <laughs> I am telling you that. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Ex yep. Um, Next, yeah, you're going to tell me ladies wrote that song. Uh, yeah, there was. There really? Was, There's yeah, one? Yeah, oh. the, very, the very first uh, credited writer. Wow. Uh, Georgia Dobbins. I who, was making sport. Yeah, and, no. She came right. up with the original idea and then a bunch of other dudes, you know, tweaked this, tweaked that, mm -hmm. took credit. That song actually has five credited writers. Wow. Yeah. But when you see a song by an artist today and they have like 12 writers, that's ludicrous to I, me. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand it either. Yeah. I know a lot of it is just producers, you know, a producer because mm -hmm. they put a, per, a certain sample in or a certain, uh, you know, melody in. And mm -hmm. then they're obviously, you know, they want the writing credit because yeah. of the, of the, uh, you know, the money that comes along with it, but yeah. it, or sometimes it, they steal something from another song. So they got to give those five people credit yeah. and it's just insane. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, I have a cover of that song. That song has been covered? That song's been covered. Huh. You didn't know that? No, I've, I can't say I've ever heard a cover of that song. I want to see if you can, I'm not going to tell you who's singing it. Okay. That's the fun we're going to have. Oh, You're going to guess who these people are. I can't wait. All right. They're not ladies. Yeah, Jerry and the Pacemakers, love them. Mm. Rock, rock and <laughs> peace, Jerry Marsden. 1963 from the album With the Beatles. Oh, That's, the Beatles. Come the on. Fab Four. Yeah, how about yeah. that? How about that? How about that? Were they paying tribute to the Marvelettes or were they trying think, to rip them off? Uh, Might have been a little of both. Actually, uh, you know, the Beatles did a lot of, a lot of their early covers were of uh, girl group songs. You know, they covered Shirelle's songs and the Marvelettes mm -hmm. and... So I guess they just, they recognized a good pop tune. They loved American music. Absolutely. All right. What do you got for us next? So the next one's, uh, this is, this is a little funky, but I thought I'd, uh, I'd throw it in there, uh, because you know, the biggest, again, uh, the first ever Motown number one single was by ladies. Mm -hmm. The most successful Motown group were ladies as well. Yes. Uh, but before they got big, they were trying to figure out exactly what they were going to sound like. And so this was the first ever single by the Supremes. Not Diana Ross in the Supremes. No, just this the, is when they were... Uh, just, just the Supremes. They had favored nations. They were all equal. They were all equal. In fact, when you listen to this song, you will not hear Diana Ross's voice because she is not the lead singer on this track. Who sings lead? Florence Ballard right. sings lead on this one. It's called Buttered Popcorn. Here we go. Sure he did. Yep. He said he wanted some more. Well, listen, you 
you uh, you set the tone. We're going to work blue tonight, so yeah. I thought that would be a good uh, yeah. So obviously, uh, that doesn't really sound like what the Supremes ended up sounding like. No, they were this is a, they were definitely trying to figure out exactly what they had. That Florence Ballard's a dirty lady. <laughs> good for her. So this is when. Uh, they're talking about a guy who puts his junk in in the bottom of that popcorn box, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that scene in Diner. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I wasn't expecting that song to be like, because when you sent me the songs, I mean, some of them I knew, like, please, Mr. Postman. But some of these ones I didn't know. I don't listen. I just cue them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was, um, I got to be honest, I got to leave, leave for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a cover of Buttered Popcorn. Oh, that's. Uh, but I would love yeah. Hob the Troll to make one. Ooh, how about that? Hob the Troll, buttered popcorn. You're listening. Do it. Send the Hob the Troll signal. Do it. <laughs> All right. So I don't have a I don't have a cover of that. So you're you're up again. I'm up again. Yeah. All right. Uh okay. Uh Mary Wells, another mm -hmm. uh early, early Motown um success. Uh she was she was probably the first big name artist who got popular on Motown and then and then turned that into you know, she left the label early and, yeah. and, you know, asked for more money and it, it didn't work out uh, with Barry Gordy because he was like, no, I've got all these other acts that yeah. uh, I'll just, I'll bring them in the studio instead. But uh, she had no power. No, none whatsoever. None. I mean, none no. of, none of them really did. No. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's how Motown worked. And yeah. part of the reason I think why it was so successful, but um, so she had a lot of, uh, she had some, some good tunes, obviously my guy and, um, the one who really loves you, but I always, always like this one. Smokey Robinson wrote it. Uh, it's also a little suggestive and a little, uh, Oh boy, maybe not super appropriate for 2021. It's called greasy hot dog. Yeah. Greasy hot dog. It's actually called you beat me to the punch. <laughs> it, I, what's this going to be about? Is this about, uh, masochism? Uh, well, you know, let, let's listen. And then we'll, am I going to be able to understand the lyrics? I think you will. I'm a little nervous <laughs> that I'm going to like it too much. <laughs> So far, we're okay. That didn't seem suggestive to me. What yeah, was I listening no, it's, for? It's very, it's very innocent. She was shy. She wanted to talk to him. He came up and talked to her first. He beat her to the punch. Okay. That's so, all it is. Okay. My, you had my imagination running yeah. wild. Very innocent. It was, it was, was very innocent. Yeah. Why did you fine. say that it was suggestive? Were you just being, uh, <laughs> were you tricking me? I was. I all was right. trying to pull a fast one. All right. Um, that one sounded a lot more like a traditional Motown song. Yeah. Though. I love the drum, the that drum. Did I do it right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds just like Benny Benjamin to me. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> All right. Now your next song, I do have a cover for, but you still have to go first. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're going to get into a, a run here actually of, I think 
a lot of classic Motown. So we, we eased our way in, but uh, we're going to hear one of the big hits from Martha and the Vandellas, uh, written by Holland Dozier Holland, who mm-hmm. like the big hit makers. And this was, you know, I think their first, their first big hit. Um, and yep, we all know it and love it. It's Heat Wave. All right, here we go. And of course, we all we also know that Linda Ronstadt sings the hell out of that song. Absolutely, fantastic cover. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's a faithful cover. Yeah, I would agree with that. But she just. Uh, but she sings it great. Uh, not better than the original. Certainly, I'm not going to say that. Now these guys tackled this song in 1966. And I'm curious if you know who these guys are. Here we go. <laughs> You know who that is? Yes, another uh, another one from Jerry and the Pacemakers. No, Rock no, and Peace, no, no, Jerry no, no. Marsden. That's from the 1966 album, A Quick One. That's The Who. Yep. That's Heat a, Wave. Yeah, that's a good one. The Jam do a good version of it as well. Yep. Because um, the Jam like like to do a lot of things that The Who had done already. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a it's just that's a timeless song. It's really it's, great. It's done. Uh, anyone that's that's touched it has done something great with it. Now you have two more songs by the same artist. Yeah, so this is, uh, uh, you know, Motown was definitely a, a hit factory. You know, they they would find something, a good hook, and they would just run with it. So uh, the follow-up to Heat Wave mm-hmm. by Martha and the Vandellas is called Quicksand. So we'll, we'll listen to this, and you let me know if it sounds familiar in any way. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. For some reason, I lost the, I misplaced the playlist. Uh oh. Yeah, not good. Not a not a good thing to do. Okay. Where is it? Where is it? Let's bring the hum back. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, it time to? Is it time for me to put my foot on the? Uh, hold on. Put my foot on the charging block. So far, so good. It's it's warm, but it's not warm. Got it. All right. And you're saying uh, quicksand. quicksand. Here we go. <laughs> A little bit familiar. Very similar and not as good. Listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No. Right? So that was also a top 10 hit. You know, wow. Heat Wave goes to number four. Quicksand goes to number eight. So when that happens, what do you, what should you do next? 
you put out live wire. <laughs> why didn't they just, after heat wave, why didn't they just call the next one snowstorm? <laughs> All right, live wire. Oh my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> They're not even trying. All right. Yeah. I do have a cover of this. <laughs> awesome i do it's uh i think you're gonna like it here we go. let me find it all right here we go a little more rocking this is the same song right live wire yeah i mean this this feels very unnecessary. I mean, it's basically note for note. Yeah. When you get to the chorus, you're going to be like, why'd they even bother? It's the same damn song. All right. Motley Crue digging into some Martha and the Vandellas with uh, Livewire. I think they even got the Vandellas to sing back up on that. I believe they did. Yeah. Um, now, let me ask you a question. This is totally off topic. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you don't eat red meat. Do you, tu do you tuna fish? I do. My wife insisted she wants to make us paninis. Okay. Do you want a tuna panini? Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. All right. Let me text her. Like before I came up here, she insisted on making paninis. And I'm like, Dad. I don't want a panini, right now. <laughs> but now, now I want a panini. Now that we've sat here, you know, now that we've sat I mean, here, been here for a few minutes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm going to cook them on this charging block. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. That way we're, we're using the power. Well, and I feel like it's also, um, you know, it's, it's all about conservation out here in right. California. Right. So if you already have a, a hot, a hot source, why not uh, use that to your advantage? Oh, they did. My text, it, it, it uh, auto-corrected paninis. It says, uh, I would like a tuna penis. <laughs> so, well, who wouldn't? So <laughs> there we go. She's going to be mad now because now she's probably all, she probably got her jammies on. She probably got in bed. And now I'm saying, yes, we would like paninis. Yes. Go ahead. Two yeah. hours ago, I didn't want paninis. Yeah. Well, now I want paninis. Yeah, you never know. Paninis. That sounds suggestive. That does sound suggestive. Right? Panini. Well, can I, can I tell you what I'm very excited about, though? What? Is that I'm going to use that spice that she gave me earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're calling it now? Spice? Yeah, the spice. What is it? What was it? It's a sandwich sprinkle. Sandwich sprinkle. Because she bought two of them. She did. But she I, told me those were $20 each. That can't be a $20 item, sandwich sprinkle. Uh, ooh, I mean, be. now I'm kind of curious what's actually in there. I know. <laughs> like, is there Coke in it? <laughs> there might be cocaine in it. Opium. <laughs> Opium sprinkle. All right. You got another song. And this, I don't know if I know this artist. Oh, by the way, Motown, that's for Motortown, right? Like, it's the Motor City. The Motor City, So they yeah. took the Mo. The Mo. And then Town. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a catchy little nickname for Detroit. All right. Motown. Yeah. Motor um, City. 
Motor City. City of the Big Murders, right? Yeah. Isn't that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, that's yeah. one of them. That's, that's what, uh, right. It could have called it Murtown, but instead. Oh, look. Now, my, I'm going to let you read the, uh, what is it? No, it says, fuck Kevin. No. Um, <laughs> this was the response. All right. What's it say? Am I going to read that out loud? Yeah. Coming up. Coming up. Like a flower. Coming up. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I thought I would get like a really, or she loves to cook though. She loves to prepare food for oh, me. Oh, that's great. I'm she very, says it's relaxing. I'm very excited then. All right. It better be good or someone's going to get the, the backhand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's me, right? You're going to give me the backhand. Well, yeah. I mean, are you going to beat me to the punch on this? I just might. <laughs> All right. Brenda Holloway. Brenda What's Holloway. This? Tell us about this song. Uh, yeah, actually there is, there is a great cover of this and you, you, uh, I did not have it in my 90,000 songs. You can search for it. Uh, so Brenda Holloway, I think is one of those great lost singers of Motown. Yeah. Um, she was a great voice. I think she's still around. I shouldn't talk, talk about her like she isn't here anymore, but great voice. Rock in peace, Brenda Holloway. (laughs) I think uh, the funny thing about Brenda Holloway is that she she very rarely recorded in Detroit in the main studio. Well, that's why that's why she didn't get the credit. I guess so. She was L.A. based, and so she wow. she kind of pushed back a little bit. You know, this is like a little bit of a thread that's running through here is the you know the ones that sort of push back against the the Motown machine. You know, didn't quite have the success that right. you know the like Dinah Ross and Supremes had. But this is a, a Great song. I mean, I didn't pick a bad song, but this is this is another great one. <laughs> it's called Every Little Bit Hurts. All right. Now, let me ask you something. Yeah. Does this have the Motown feel, even though it was recorded in Los Angeles? Or should we listen to it and find out? Let, yeah, let's listen. All right. Don't yell at me. Just listen now. It's a little too slick. It's a little slick, a little more orchestral. Yeah, maybe more. a little more sterile. It doesn't, it, that one does not have the Motown, great song, great voice, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the same feel as some of these other songs. Yeah, it doesn't have the same groove. Yeah. You know, the, those, Interesting. Those, those guys, the Funk Brothers, who were the, yeah. you know, the backing band on all the great Motown hits, I don't, I don't think they were in L.A., so it was probably, you know, Wrecking Crew guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, L.A. session guys um, doing it, but uh, her voice, though, is, yeah, it's is, great. is pretty undeniable. I mean, this, this, might, this might could be taken the wrong way, but you fucked up, Brenda. Yeah. You fucked up. Well, Go to Motown. Well, we're going to hear from her later. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Because she's dead. I understand. <laughs> How is that going to, is this going to be from the gray? Is a posthumous release? Um, no. Did I say that word right? Posthumous? Yeah, that was, uh, you nailed it. Oh, now we're right. going to hear from her later. And actually, um, you, you might have, you may have brought a cover of her next song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we'll find out now. Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're moving on to you again because I don't, I don't have a cover of Every Little Bit Hurts. Yeah, the, uh, so the jam do a great cover of that, actually. Oh, they do, really? Yeah. Yep. These songs are very short. They're all under three minutes, a couple mm-hmm. under two minutes yep. even. Yeah, they... Uh, get in and get out. Yeah, they, they had it down to a science and they also knew, you know, that kids were going to mm-hmm. listen to yeah. it in their, you know, on their transistor radios and, you know, they just, they popped out these these classics yeah. and... Yeah. Again, get in and get out. We learned that from the lyrics to Buttered Popcorn. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> just be sticky, be greasy, mm-hmm. get in and out. Absolutely. Um, all right, so... Hey, it's a Marvelettes again. Hey, Marvelettes. Marvelettes are back for more. Marvelettes are back. So they're, uh, you know, they did Please Mr. Postman, and then they kind of disappeared for a few years or didn't have many hits. Mm-hmm. And then they came back with a song called Too Many Fish in the Sea, which is a great tune. Mm-hmm. But if you flipped it over. Is this a B-side? This is a B-side to Too Many Fish in the Sea. Is this a rock solid exclusive? <laughs> this, is <a> rock solid. <laughs> this has never been heard on the radio. It's never, never been heard before. on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of first time tunes here tonight. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I prefer this one. So I brought A Need for Love, the B-side of Too Many Fish in the Sea. All right, here we go. Never heard it. That's a good tune. Yeah. Never heard it. Need for love, a kiss and a hug. Yeah. Yeah. No butter popcorn there. No, no, not dirty. <laughs> this is, this song's about romance, not about. Absolutely. And that sexual escapades. Yeah. That had a good Motown groove to it. You know, you had that, that kind of drum break, that cla- that classic Motown drum break. Relegated to a B-side. B-side, I think they yeah. missed the boat. Yeah. Barry Gordy. Yeah. There's a, uh, some Motown put out, um, I don't know when this, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they, they put out a series of box sets, which is basically every single they ever mm-hmm. released. And there are some. 2006 is when it came out. Ah, thank you. I have the info right here. Oh, there you go. 15 years ago. Uh, so they had. First it, James Bond movie came out then also. Uh, yeah. Well, not the first. First Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig. James Bond movie. Sorry. Um, that's the other thing we did yesterday is we had like a two hour conversation about, <laughs> about James Bond, about James Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. And that, then we put tape on our glasses. <laughs> that's right. I'm surprised that no one overheard us was like, can I join in guys yeah. and have this conversation no. with you? Instead, any, any woman with an earshot, uh, took her food to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I keep interrupting you. No, that's talking about the complete Motown singles volume four. Uh, yes. Well, and then, and then also, uh, so there was the, they went all the way up to 12 volumes. Do you have all these volumes? I do. Uh, and then there's just send them along. Uh, <laughs> there's so many gems. Did you buy this? You bought the physical 
CDs? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I had them. I owned them at one point. Mm -hmm. So I, I you got rid of that whole collection. That's not something you wanted to keep. No. Cause I have the, I have the music. I don't really need the, you know, I don't need to take up the shelf space. Right. Although they came, what they, if I threw your laptop in the toilet then you don't have any music anymore? <laughs> well, that, that would be, uh, you know, uh, that would be paninis involved or I would beat you to the puncher. I don't know. <laughs> like, <whatever. laughs> like when someone says why, like Mike Seagoy goes, why do you have these physical CDs? I'm like, that's my hard copy. That's my backup. Like if my backup, if my laptop and my backup go kaput, I got that. Yeah. All right. Well, Even though it's also double backed up, but still. I'm also in the cloud. I put everything. Oh, in you're the in cloud. the cloud. You're that guy. Yeah. Everything's in the cloud, cloud guy. Too. Yeah. Up there like an angel. <laughs> uh, but the, the packaging actually, you know, you, you may be right. I, the packaging of these was very cool. They, came in a box that looked like a 45 sleeve. Oh, see that? I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> keep something like that. And they actually, each of them had a 45, one 45 in them on the cover. So the one, you know, the, and what the, did you do with that? Did you trade it in? Did trade you it, sell? Yeah, yeah. What'd they give you for that? I traded. I don't remember. I hope they gave you a pretty penny for that. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Again, I just, if I, at some point I stopped, having, you know, this affinity mm -hmm. for physical media. All right. So, All right. There you go. Uh, coming up next, the next song on the list is Pretty Penny by the Paninis. <laughs> All right. What's your next song? Because again, I don't have, that's a B-side. No one's covering a B-side. Well, they're missing out. Uh, okay. The, um, the next one is by a group called the Velvelettes. Okay. Just I don't like that at all. As a name. Because there's the Marvelettes. So they basically just took the M-A-R off and put on Vel. Yeah. Yeah. That's weak. It is weak. Uh, you know, maybe they, the, the song's really good. So maybe Barry, right. Barry Gordy was like, uh, yeah, whatever, Vel, Vel, yeah. Maybe. Are we going to hear from Bertha and the Vandellas <laughs> or the Dupremes? <laughs> Are they coming up? Eventually. Couldn't they have come up with a better name than the, like, what does it even mean? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really dug into that one. I think I've just always taken it at face value. Was Velveeta cheese out in 1964? Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. So Pretty maybe, bad cheese, right? Maybe that's it. Or maybe there's a girl in the group named Velma. I'm not sure. Did you have a uh, Velveeta cheese when you were a kid? Yeah. It's gross, right? It's terrible. When was the last time you, I, I don't think I've eaten it for 40 years. Uh, I, I, I couldn't tell you. College maybe is the last, you know. Is it cheap? If I go buy it, is it cheap for that big block of cheese? Is it like a buck? I think it probably is because it's it's mostly non-dairy <laughs> ingredients. It, it was in a box and then you take it out and it had like, it was like in a, like a, almost like a tinfoil metal wrapper. Right. And then you would have to have like the cheese slicer. Hi, young people. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying uh, the conversation today. We're talking right. about a block of cheese. Yes. Two middle-aged oh, white dudes the, talking the, about cheese. The Velvelettes. Velvelettes. I keep interrupting you. Yeah. Nope. That's cool. Uh, the song's called? He's really saying something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear the lyrics to this. He's really saying He was really saying He was. Oh, so he's dead. Yeah. Rock and peace. Rock guy. and peace. He. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Spinning. There we go. Love it so far.
Oh, this is fantastic. Maybe my favorite one all day. Velvetts, my favorite band. Now, does the Velvetts, do they have an album or do they just release some singles? They probably had an album. I think what Motown usually did is the, the single was a, was the important thing. Right. So they'd come up with a great single and then they'd fill out the album with, you know, a lot of times it was, they would cover standards or they would actually cover each other a lot. So wow. you, you could buy a Velvetts album and there might be a Supreme song on there that they covered or a Martha and the Vandellas song. So especially if you go, if you go through um, that singles box set, you find a lot of B sides were ended up being a hit for someone else mm -hmm. later on because it didn't quite click for the artist that originally recorded it. I would love to go through that box set, but my friend sold it. Yeah. Well, I want to, <laughs> I'm going to look on eBay and see, or is it still available? Like, can you get it on Amazon? Uh, I, I don't, I can't imagine that it's still in print. Oh, got rid of it. <laughs> this, the complete Motown single. Okay. Let me see. This is good. Uh, this is always good podcasting when someone looks something up. That's why I miss Kyle. He would look something up. Okay. So the complete Motown singles volume four, is it just one CD? Is volume four just one CD? No, it's, uh, it's probably eight CDs. So volume four would be eight. So there's, did you, and you, wait, you had all the volumes? Mm -hmm. I did. Okay. Volume, uh, okay. Volume four on Amazon, Amazon Prime, free shipping. Uh, $110. Yeah. And so there's 12 of those all together. But you're saying volume four would be, it's six CDs. Six CDs. Okay. Six discs. So it's, so it is, it, so, it, so it, and it lists for 110, it must be out, but it's out of print, right? Is that why it's so much? Doesn't, doesn't say if it's out of print. It just says it's $110. Let me try Let me do it. I'm going to punch in a different volume. How many volumes were there? Uh, there were 12 altogether. Well, if there was four, there's definitely volume one. So let me look that up. That one does not come up. This thing, this whole thing's out of print. You, you sold your child's <laughs> college education. I may have. Wow. It's so weird that only, only volume. Okay. Let me try volume five. Nope. No, oh, that's so weird. Only volume four came only vo up. Only volume four. All right. That's a hot, that's uh must be the worst volume. <laughs> it must be. All right. Moving on. Uh, okay. Where are we? Oh, all right. Kim Weston. Next up. Kim Weston. Uh, also, a, you know, not a, not one of the bigger names. Mm -hmm. Um, from Motown, but uh, she had a couple undeniable hits. Did some duets with Marvin Gaye. Um, those are probably her bigger. Oh, you call it duetting? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I don't think we know what you're talking about. Hot butter popcorn <laughs> with Marvin Gaye. Uh, so this is uh, this is a Holland Dozier Holland classic called "Take Me in Your Arms." Parentheses rock me a little while. What do they mean by rock? Uh, duets, duetting, All basically. Right. Yeah. All right, get your hot buttered popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Love the percussion. Uh, 
great tune, and I have a cover of it. I have a cover of that song. Jerry and the Pacemakers again? No, no, no. This is from the from nineteen seventy five. You know this from the album Stampede. All right, let's see. All right. Right now, we are joined uh, by the aforementioned, the chef of the house. Yeah. We did mention you because I said, I'm going to, you know, my wife wanted to make us paninis and I poo pooed it. Well, he said, I popped my peas. He said tuna. So I made tuna melts. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. And then those are. Um, he eats tuna. Pesto. I know people have more refined taste than you. So. <laughs> so I like you. This has. <laughs> Pesto and tomato, and I cut off the end. It's the end part to the tomato. This is all being recorded. You're the, the seeds that you can't eat. Yeah, I okay. can't eat the seeds. Right. Because so I'm 80. Right, exactly. So there's like 80 year old men. To Stay me. here. I'm going to take a bite. Because eating on mic is people love it. Okay. All right. Hopefully hold on. Hopefully that's not a secret recipe that everyone hold on, now don't, has. Where are you going? It's a tuna melt. I know. Hold on. Get over here. Stay Goodbye. here. Goodbye. Stay here. Ugh. <laughs> While you're here, why would you take the Lord's name in vain? <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a bite of it. You know what time it is right now? 9-11. Never forget. Oh, come on. Pat. Oh, boy. Don't, don't mm. chew on Mike. That's gross. I can tell you something. What? That's goddamn good. <laughs> Sorry, Pat Starfield. <laughs> mm. What else can you make? After 23 years of marriage, yep. finally makes me a sandwich. <laughs> I call it a Sammy. I doubt that. All right. Have at it, Kevin. Uh, Are you going to eat on Mike? I am not going to eat on Mike. You're going to let these uh, wonderful sandwiches get cold? No, they'll be fine. All right. So let me tell you something. Yep. My friend Chip Chinnery and his uh, lovely girlfriend, Sue Murphy, uh, Sue was invited to go see a private Doobie Brothers show last night. And Chip te texted me after the show. He goes, we were in a room of 100 people and 10 of them were doobies. He said they were literally five feet from the band. Oh, wow. And it was Michael McDonald and the whole shot because it's oh, cool. a 50th anniversary tour. I just want to throw that out there. My friend got to do something cool last night. And, uh, and we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your next tune? Uh, we're back to, uh, back to Martha and the Vandellas. Can you talk loud to cover up my chewing of a panini? Yes. Martha and the Vandellas. Uh, yeah. Back with them. Uh, another Holland Dozier Holland classic. This is, um, they, they got off of the heat wave quicksand live wire train and, uh, went a little bit, uh, different direction. Uh, but this is one everyone knows. It's called nowhere to run. All right.
I got a cover of it. I know you're going to get uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers again, right? No, I, I think I think we've wrapped that. We beat, right. we beat that joke to the punch. I want you to really try and guess okay. who this band is. Right. This was uh, previously unreleased, but then when they re-released a CD that was remastered, they put some bonus tracks on, and this was one of the tracks. Okay. So here we go. ideas when it when it when it first started i thought maybe it was the knack it is the knack hey all right that was pretty great that you yeah. guessed that excellent rock and peace doug fire that's the knack yeah fun so what uh which what record was that a bonus track on <laughs> well i just said fun because it's on serious fun oh hey how about yeah. that got it right over there you can burn it if you want to <laughs> steal it from me it's out of print these knack cds that came out remastered four of them now they're out of print you can't get them anymore oh wow okay so i don't feel that stealing because if you could get it you'd buy it wink wink but since you can't right take it yeah fair enough. yours uh that was good i dug that thanks the uh you know the only thing that was missing is what i love about that martin vandela's version is the percussion is have you heard the story before they, no. they, they were looking, they were looking for like a big percussive sound that they weren't getting just from the drums. So Motown, Motor City, car manufacturers, they got a chain from okay. like an auto manufacturer line and they got someone in the studio to basically pick this big chain up and drop it on the floor. Wow. Over and over again. And that's, that's that big, that's cla cool. Like clanging sound that, uh. Uh, that that's in the song. I always find those uh, recording things that they do, you know, like, oh, we played on a tin can or whatever. You know, we put the drums in a shower. But then how do you reproduce that on stage? You can't really. No, no. And I, you know, and again, like the, well, Mo, Motown wasn't necessarily known. You know, they were, you know, it was, a, it was singles and radio mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, they went on tours, but they would do package tours of a bunch of the groups together and they might come out and just do their latest hit. Just and, do and one song and go. Yeah, exactly. What did, um, what did Claudette Robinson say about that? They said, uh, the bigger the band, like the headliner was on the floor closest to the stage. Yeah. So if they were in one of these big things, like if you were, if your dressing room was like on the fifth floor, that meant that you were, you know, just starting out. So right. you'd have to walk down five flights to get to the stage. Yeah. But whoever was headlining, they would just walk right out onto the stage from their dressing room. I thought that was cool. That's very cool. Because I would have thought, oh yeah, the, you, you know, you think, you know, like a penthouse, oh, that's yeah, better. Right. But no, not for this, yeah. not for the Motown tours. Yeah. All right. Next up is Chris Clark. Chris Clark. Uh, so um, she's a, who's he? How did he get on here? <laughs> well, now. Uh, Chris Clark is a, a little of an, an anomaly here today because she is a white lady. What? Yes. 
I don't like it. So every now and then Motown would take a chance on a, you know, on a, on a white lady. All right. Um, and put her in front of a mic. And so again, not someone that I think most people have heard of, but, uh, she, she did a, a great tune. Another Holland Dozier Holland classic. This one's called Love's Gone Bad. Some soul. I like it. Yeah. Very nice. Great loss classic. Yeah, that is. Uh, went to 105 on the uh, Billboard charts. Just missed it. But uh, being top 100. Yeah. But she did okay. She's actually uh, ended up being an Oscar nominated screenwriter. Really? What was it? What did she write? Lady Sings the Blues. So she stuck around with Motown and ended wow. up writing, uh, writing you know, a movie for Diana Ross. And got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Did she write any movies after that? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. If only there was a way to find out. <laughs> uh, I wish there should be some search in yeah, Kyle. some type. Kyle. 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 No, he's not no. here. Jeez. When that song was playing, I took the biggest bite of panini and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Choke that down. <laughs> like just let we're gonna let this one roll for a little while longer. Let me see if I have uh okay. No uh, cover of that. Nope. All right. Next up. Okay. Uh this is um I think this is the perfect Motown song. Why? There's just well, we're gonna we're gonna hear it and then everyone can judge for themselves. Okay. But for me, this just has uh it's the groove is amazing. The lyrics and all of that, just it's such a complete package. Okay. I just, there's something about this song every time I hear it, I'm just like, that is so freaking good. All right. Um, and it's, again, not a big name, uh, not a big name artist. They're called the Elgins from uh, Elgin, Illinois. Uh, oh, maybe. Well, who knows? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, Heaven must have sent you. And let's check this out. Me or a sandwich. <laughs> I cried through many endless nights, just holding my pillow tight. Then you came into my lonely days with a tender, loving, sweet ways. Now I don't know where you come from, baby. Don't know where you've been, baby. Fade it down until I swallow. <laughs> How good is that? That's really good. And I have a cover of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Now, the uh, I'm not joking right now. This is no joke. The uh, the MP3 I have is a little bit low res, but um, but this is from 1979. It's Bonnie Pointer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard this. So let's hear it. 
a little different. A little different. Perfect for 1979. Yep. Get you on the dance floor. And a Motown song. Yep. And it was a uh, it was Billboard Top 100. I don't know where it went, but it was in the Top 100. It was. And that, yeah, the Elgin song only went to number 50. Mm. I mean, I, I honestly think that's, to top, me, that, to me, that's 50. To me, that's, that is just the perfect Motown song. And, it was really good. And I, you know, it boggles my mind, but it, it just, there was so much to compete with. Right. I mean, just even you know forget everything else going on the beatles yeah. and the stones who be jerry and the pacemakers <laughs> <laughs> but just in motown itself i mean they they're they're ruling the charts as well so it's harder for some of these smaller bands mm -hmm. to break through now it's so funny because tomorrow night the rolling stones take the stage sunday september 26 to start um a tour it is in crazy. 2021 yeah yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, I remember I remember seeing them on the uh, Steel Wheels tour, mm -hmm. you know, which was their comeback, right? In yeah, ni in 1989. Yeah, because they hadn't toured uh, for like seven years, right? And and at the time, thinking I really need to make sure I go see them right. because this could be it. You know, they, this this could be the last time they ever tour. <laughs> Thirty one years later, yeah. Uh, and Bill Wyman retired after that tour because he's like, ah, how much longer are they going to do it? Right. Yeah. They're going to do it 31 more years, Bill. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, crazy. Uh, what did we just hear? You, what we just heard... Uh, Heaven Must Have Sent You. Yeah, Bonnie Pointer's All right. cover of Heaven Must Have Sent You. You're up. I'm up. With another song. Yes. And we are back to... We're back. The biggest... The biggest group in Motown history. The number one most successful group. It's the Supremes. I believe this is still, this is still the Supremes. All right. Yes, it is. Yes. It says Supremes. Right. So this is still credited to the Supremes. Uh, there's so many of their songs we could have, I could have picked for this. I mean, mm -hmm. they just, you know, had a string of number one hits, a string of top 10 hits. Yeah. Uh, I went with this one because uh, I I love that it's it was it was an attempt to a successful attempt mm -hmm. I think to make a real rock and roll song. All right, so it, it has that Motown feel with a little bit of a rock edge, and it's you keep me hanging on. Here we go. ready kevin i got three covers <laughs> let's hear them. i got three covers of this song now 
It's interesting that the song, the original clocks in at two minutes and 48 seconds. Yes. This first cover is seven minutes and 29 seconds, and it's not a live version. It's a studio version. Yeah. So from 1977, from the album Footloose and Fancy Free, here's Rod the Mod Stewart. you baby get out my life why don't you baby you really don't want me you just keep me hanging on you really don't need me all right did you ever hear that version before uh i I probably heard it on the album at some point, but I did not remember that. Did you like it? Um, eh. <laughs> All right. He makes it his own. He definitely does. Well, I think he's covering another cover. Oh, really? Yeah. By who? I think it, that sounded like the Vanilla Fudge cover. The van- Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> Might have a point. Get out my life, you really don't want me. You just keep me All right, the next one's very faithful. This comes to us in 1987 by Kim Wilde. Not really doing anything special with it, other than introducing new listeners to an old song. Yep, and that's that's a good thing sometimes. It's good, yeah. Also, one of uh, eight or nine songs in the rock era mm-hmm. to have gone to number one twice by two different artists. Because Kim Wilde took Kim, it to number one? Kim Wilde went to number one as well. Let me tell you about that Kim Wilde. Easy on the eyes, huh? <laughs> Actually, Please Mr. Postman is another one. Also went to number one twice. And who re-recorded that? The uh, Beatles. Uh, no. Who? Well, they did. Yes. Ah, uh, who took it to number one? The Carpenters. Ah, that's right. Yeah. How come I didn't have that version in my iTunes? That's weird. Now, here's what I'm curious about. That Rod, Who was Rod Stewart's drummer on that record? Ooh, it was probably the same guy who's in Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. Let me look it up. Foot loose. <laughs> I never thought I'd be typing that in. Foot loose and fancy free. That's interesting. You would think then Carmen a piece, or is it a peachy? How do we pronounce these names? I'm not sure. I always Apacy. I always thought it was a piece. All right. Let me see whose drums on that song. I think you're right. Okay, let me see. It's Carmen Apiece. Yeah, how about that? So do you think he went to Rod and said, hey, 
Or maybe Rod said, hey, I'd like to cover that song you did with Vanilla Fudge. You yeah. okay with that? Right. And he said, not at all. And Rod said, you're out of the band. He goes, let's do it. I'm just kidding. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm all in. Or you, do you think he said, Rod, you, you know that's a Supremes cover, right? We didn't write that. <laughs> and then Rod said, bollocks. <laughs> and then they had wine. Yeah. And then lots kick, of wine. And then they kicked a soccer ball into the yep. crowd. Yep. yep. They did that. Yep. Just um, like that. Rod's, Rod has a new album coming out. And his, uh, the first single is about, um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to play it. Okay. <laughs> Let me find it. <laughs> I got to find it. It's, uh, it's just ridiculous. Re- I mean, look, I love Rod Stewart. I love him. I'm not going to deny it. I love him. Seen him in concert. He's great. See if I can find this on YouTube because I don't remember what the song is. So I just typed in Rod Stewart 2021 and that nothing came up. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Enjoy your your time here. Is he? Uh, is this? Is this a rock record? Oh, or? here we go. Okay. It, I think so. Okay. Of course, he says it's a. Uh, well, here, here's here's what Rod, here's what Rod says about the new album that's uh, coming out. Hold on a second. There's a little. Uh, there's a little 13 second clip. Here's what Rod says about the new album. The new album is called The Tears of Hercules. It's coming out on November 12th. What does Rod have to say about it? Hi, everybody. This is Rod Stewart. I'd like to announce a new album coming out in November, on November the 12th. It's called The Tears of Hercules, and the new single is called One More Time. It's really good. All right. He says it's really good. Now, the song is called One More Time, and uh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) What do you think one more time means? Um, it means, uh, let's have another round of drinks. It does not, it does not mean another round of drinks. Uh, it's, let's, um, find out. Yeah. Okay. It's not the color of your hair or the beauty in your eyes that I'll be missing. Oh, the sunshine in your smile Oh, those ruby red lips I've been kissing Now your family don't like me This I understand I don't want to settle down I'm just a rambling man I'd rather be out rocking With my good old country band Yes, I would <laughs> Listen, baby It was great while it lasted And together we smashed it Now look, I like it. <laughs> I like that song. Uh, I shouldn't. So his his voice sounds good. He really just sounds like Rod Stewart still. He does. It, it, his range is like a little com- yeah, compressed. But he still sounds like Rod Stewart. It still sounds like him. It doesn't sound like he's, uh, you know, it's not processed or anything like that. He still wants to bang around. Yeah. What is he, 75? I, he, I don't know. Let's look that up now. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, let's find out how old he is. But um, together we smashed it. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. Sir Roderick David Stewart is 76. Wow. He will be 77 this coming January. 
All right. Well, listen, I love him. If he can, he can still get it going one more time. Good for him. I know. Yeah. Can he still get it going one more time? I guess so. I guess maybe so. he can. Maybe he's only got one more time left in him. <laughs> and this is a song about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. He, yeah. You better be, um, you better be very particular about where he spends that one more time. They, they got to do a Cialis or a Viagra ad with this video. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it, it does kind of sound like. Yeah, it, it does. It, it sounds like a drug ad. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. So we just heard You Keep Me Hanging On mm -hmm. by the Supremes. We did. And then by Rod Stewart and Kim Wilde yep. and Vanilla Fudge. And then Rod sang his Let's Fuck One More Time song. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. We're back with the Supremes. We're back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to Diana Ross and the Supremes. This is Diana Ross yeah. now in the Supremes. Yep. Now this would be like if Beyonce put Destiny's Child back together and they called it Beyonce Knowles and Destiny's Child. Right. That would be weak. Yeah. Well, it's actually what was even weirder was Martha and the Vandellas yeah. became Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Like she already had her name in the band, but then she was like, I Call me. It's Martha Reeves, as opposed to like. Was Martha. she married? Did her Did her husband say I, I the man's name should be in there? I don't think so. Uh, Hold on a second, Kevin. Yeah. I got to put my foot on the charging block. How are we doing? It's fine. Now I think that the other charging block, because I bought two, two of them on on Amazon. Yep. That one might be defective. I think you're right. Sending it back. Okay. Good for you. Sending it, it back. Fix it, Bezos. <laughs> Uh, this was the follow-up to You Keep Me Hanging On. Okay. This is when they just were cranking out number one hits one after another. Uh, this one, I think, is not doesn't get as much play as some of their bigger hits, but I love it. And it's called Love Is Here and Now You're Gone. I don't know if I know this. Why know it when I hear oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Where did this go on the chart? Number one. Number one. I got to know this, right? Yeah. Is this as popular as some of those England Dan and John Ford Coley songs? <laughs> Maybe slightly more popular. All right, here we go. It's been... Close the door to your heart and you turn the key. Locked your love away from me. <laughs> All right, I know this song. Yep, I know that song. I uh, I love the I love the spoken word part. It's it's very sexy. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, but you're telling me that that song is better than this song. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. This is how I met my wife. And I was thinking maybe later on. 
we could get together for a while It's been such a long time and I really do miss your smile I'm not talking about moving in and I don't want to change your life But there's a woman just letting you play for no reason I refuse to let the women of Motown shine tonight. (laughs) Forget it, ladies. That song needs more spoken word. (laughs) (laughs) The lyrics of that song are very one more time. You know, what is he? I'm not looking for conversation. You don't have to lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about banging around. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) There's a tear in your eye that's reflecting the fire's glow. Ah, England Dan. Yeah. Are you uh, are you England Kevin, and I'm Pat Ford Francis? <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it, <laughs> love it. That's where we go. Run with it. <laughs> All right, let me see if I do. I have a cover of that. Certainly, I do not. All right, you're up again. Okay. Uh, hey, it's Brenda Holloway again. Back to Brenda. How long do you think we've been recording? Uh, hour. A little bit more. Hour and a half. A little bit less. Hour. <laughs> Hour 16. One hour and 12 minutes so far. All right. We still got plenty of show. I mean, the listeners don't think we do (laughs) because I'm playing England Dan and John Ford (laughs) Cole. There's so much left. Uh, We're back to Brenda Holloway. This is um, for sort of her her last big splash at Motown. Okay. um, Before she went on her way out the door. Uh, She wrote this though. um, So she gets publishing. So she gets the publishing on it. Unless they... Fucked her. Well, they may have, they may have done that because Barry Gordy happens to have his name on the writing credits as well. Oh, Gordy. Yeah, he does that. Lordy, Lordy, here comes Gordy. That's what they used to say. (laughs) I don't remember that, but Mm. I believe you. Uh, But this is, um, yeah, this is a good tune. You've made me so very happy. I can't find it. Oh, no. Where is it? What's your name? Brenda Holloway? Brenda Holloway. It's somewhere after all the England Dan. I took a bite of a pesto panini. Whoops. Here we go. Where did this go in the chart? 39. 39. Top 40 hit. Now look, it's weird, but I think the cover of this is the definitive version of it. Yeah. Is it weird to say that? No, I think that's fair. All right, let's hear it. It's Blood, Sweat, and Tears from 1972. I lost my blood before Got mad and clothed the door but you said child just once more I chose you for the one now we're having so much fun 
You treated me so kind I'm about to lose my mind You made me so very happy I'm so glad you Now, Blood, Sweat, and Tears version was certified gold, mm -hmm. and it went to number two. Yep. How'd you know that? You know, you just know. I just know. Uh, produced by James William Gersio, who yeah. produced all the early Chicago. Yeah. And, um, you know, those bands have a similar thing going at times. Yeah. The horns and... Yeah. Sure. Although I... The only album I have by Blood, Sweat, and Tears is their greatest hits, and I do not like every song on that greatest. <laughs> no. I like about four songs. And well, the think, rest just aren't for me. I think it was their uh well, their first album is completely different because it was almost like a different band. Child and, is father to the men. Right. Okay. Um, and it's their second album that had all the hit all the hits. Gotcha. That song and spinning wheel and and then I think after that, yeah, there's not really much you need. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're uh if England Dan has six hits, Blood, Sutton Tears has three. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> <Right>. true. <laughs> but, um, but Brenda's not mad because she wrote the song. So she got yeah. some uh, some bank, some yeah. mailbox money is what we call it. And I checked. She is still with us. Brenda is still Thank around. you. Thank yes. you. Now, how how do you think this song is going to do on the charts? Oops. I got two things planned. Now your family don't like me because I understand. How do you think this is going to do when this is released on the charts? I'm just a rambling man. I'd rather be out rocking with my good old country band. <laughs> yes, I would. This guy smashes it still. Yeah. It was great while it lasted. And then what happened? And together we smashed it. <laughs> that might, I might have to just make that an audio drop. <laughs> together we smashed it. Like at the end of the show, I'll say, how did you think the record went? And you'll go, I, I, I thought it went good. And I'll go, you know how I think it went? And then boom, together we smashed together it. Together we smashed it. Boom. Uh, I wish I would have paused that other thing though. Yeah. Because uh, it yep. kind of screwed it up. That will not make the top 100. No. No. Won't even chart. <laughs> no, absolutely not. The album won't chart. It'll sell one copy and I'll own it. <laughs> All right. Next, let me see what's going on. I played that. I played the definitive number two version of that song. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to go back to Kevin Hartbarger. He's a guest co-host, not a co-host. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So you can tell by the job he's doing, he's obviously not a co-host. Yeah. I'm just uh, barely hanging on here. <laughs> you keep me hanging you keep on. Keep me hanging Pat. on. Uh, all right. Oh, there's a lot of songs here still. Yeah. Well, all right. a, a few. Um, all right. So I, I cheated as well. This is uh, not a, this is a, a group of men. Yeah. Why'd you do this? Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to talk about it and we're going to figure out exactly what's going on. It's named after a lady. All right. So this is the four tops mm -hmm. with Bernadette. All right. Why did we play this song? 
So uh, right, right there in the course, the uh, the sort of like ah uh, was uh, a group called the Andantes, who were a group of uh, lady background vocalists. That's how I love my pasta. Yeah, <laughs> Andante. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they, uh, yeah. So you hear them on a ton of, uh, ton of Motown records and, right. and they, they backed up there. And plus I just, you know, you can't do a Motown episode without hearing Levi Stubbs sing. All right. Yeah. I'm so. still laughing at my own joke. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I have a cover of that? I do not. Wait, do I? Nope. Nope. I don't. All right. You're up. <laughs> Rod Stewart didn't cover that. No. He had a couple of four tops covers. Um, Okay. So, uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, mm-hmm. um, famously had a, a big hit, had a big hit song that Marvin Gaye then had a bigger hit yeah. with, um, did not bring that. Okay. What song is that? Um, I heard it through the grapevine. Right. Um, so wait, you don't know if this is true or not? No, that is true. Oh, you told me. Okay. Yeah. Famous, famously, I said, they had a hit that went to number two. I said, how'd you know that? And you said you heard it through the grapevine. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, that's not what you said. Yeah. Barely hanging on. <laughs> oh. Enjoy the dad jokes tonight. Folks. That's it. I'm never, I'm never going to make it to five. Late night record. <laughs> Late night record. We're not even drinking. Yeah. I'm drunk on paninis. Uh, so they had a big hit song. Marvin Gaye had a bigger hit. Okay. This song is the opposite. Whoa. Marvin Gaye releases this. Mm-hmm. It does okay. Does okay. Gladys Knight and the Pips, they release it. Chart topper. Not a chart topper, but a bigger hit. How high? Uh, Marvin Gaye's version went to 40. Weak. Uh, this one went to number 15. Oh, not, okay. a, not a top 10 hit. I was hoping it only went like too high. Like 38. <laughs> 38. <laughs> 15's good. Yeah, 15's not bad. Uh, in 19- what do you mean it's not bad? It's not That's bad. really good. With that, you know, 19, 1968. Isn't there 68? a lot of competition on the charts? There's a lot. That's the year of Hey Jude. Yeah. Yeah. So right. You're, you're right. 15. Good for you, Gladys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you th- I bet they were happy with it. I'm sure they were thrilled with it. Why didn't Gladys Knight ever sing a James Bond theme song? She did. What? <laughs> no, I know. I know she did. Uh, License to Kill. License to Kill. It's one of the better ones. It is a pretty good one. Yeah. I think it's in my top 10. It's really good, and yet it didn't do anything on the charts. It should have, though. It should have, yeah. I I don't know, but yeah, she. It, it's a it's a very classy. It's very class. It's like classy, like Bassy, just like that. Shirley yeah. Bassy, absolutely. Who's who did three three a record? Yeah, easily a record. Do you think Adele will come back and do another one? I thought about that. I think there was speculation that she might have come back and done oh, No Time to Die. I know um, that would have been cool. Or do you think when you've done one, written one, performed it, and won an Oscar for it, that you don't go back and try again? It would be hard to top. Yeah. And and I think, too, they, you know, it's just the way the franchise has gone. They are kind of looking to, to make sure they have whoever the hot yes. person is at the time. And yeah. at the time, Adele was, and she's still great, mm-hmm. but she's not what she was you know, five years ago. When well, she, uh, she needs to get an album out here and, and, and prove to us that she's still amazing. Yeah. 
So they'll probably just go with Rod Stewart next time. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) The next James Bond film, one more time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. This is the end of the road. The end of our road. I'm sorry. The end of our Our road. road. Sometimes I cannot read. in peace the pips <laughs> there must be one of them still around they might all be around yeah, i have no yeah, idea i have no idea isn't it sad that you don't know their names though uh was, but it, but if so if you ran into a guy and say like, i i was you know in a group uh, for a while i was one of the pips yeah you'd be like what i'm a i'm a rock and roll hall of famer yeah yeah I'm oh one yeah of the pips yeah my name is blah 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 okay. eh, never heard of you you know what I'm gonna, I got to give these guys their due because we don't know their names, right? Yeah. Let's find um, out. One of, uh, one of them is Gladys's brother, so he's something knight. That's as much as I know. Is he Pip's knight? Yeah. Uh, Gladys is 77. Yeah. I think she still looks like, she's like Claudette Robinson, you know, she, she's still holding it together. Because that's what's important, folks. Yeah, please absolutely. take play, take that away. <laughs> uh, okay, now where do I find out who the pips were? Maybe I go to Wikipedia. I just type in the pips. The pips could be there. You think? No, not at all. <laughs> that's sad. All right, so let me go to her discography. Everyone, relax a second. Here we go. All right. All right. Everybody Needs Love. That's an album from 1967. Let's see who these pips are. I got to know. Okay, here we go. Backing vocals are uh, uh, Bubba Knight, William Guest, and Edward Patton. Okay. Now, I don't know if they were the pips all the time, but I think they, I think they were. Sorry, I burped. All right. Let me see. Uh, oh, Edward Patton. Not with us. Died in 2005 at the age of 65. Just when he's ready to retire. William Guest. Ooh. Oh, no. Lost him in 2015 at oh, age no. 74. Sounds like these guys are a lot older than Gladys. Okay, come on, Bubba. Knight. Come on, Bubba. Come on, Bubba. You can do it for us. Bubba, 79 years old. Still with us. Okay. Still with us. Very so, good. So Gladys Knight in the, the older pip. brother of Gladys Knight. Yeah. So no, it's just the Pip. The Pip. <laughs> there's got to be some. There's got to be just like some Pips yeah, that she takes out. Random Pips. Yeah. Because like when Frankie Valley tours, he brings some guys he calls the Four Seasons. It's not. It's right. Yeah. It's not them. They're in their twenties. <laughs> uh, next song is the next song. Uh, another dude. We're gonna hear from another dude. But, but. All right. Just so you know. Yeah. Charging block. Getting hot. Okay. All right. It's getting hot. All right. Let's talk faster. So what I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to stop with the tomfoolery. Okay. okay let's go. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, so Marvin Gaye just talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his biggest hits were mm-hmm. with uh, Tammy Terrell. Yes. Um, 
who was amazing and died way too early. Were they an item? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think they, I think they had a spiritual connection, Okay, but there was no smashing. Okay. As far as I know. Uh, so this is, um, uh, the beast, another B side okay. of you're all I need to get by, which is one of their greatest hits, but here's a, uh, I think a equally great tune called two can have a party rock and peace. Both of these people. Great tune. Yeah. Like that a lot. Yeah. Those, those two just sound so good together. Yeah. I mean, but did Tammy ever do anything on her own? Well, it's funny you asked that mm. because, uh, I think I mentioned earlier that a lot of Motown artists covered each other's stuff. Right. So this is a cover, um, of a song that's more well known by the Isley brothers, but I think she does a great version here. Um, she didn't do it. She only had one album. Okay. Uh, before she died. Uh, but this is her cover, her version of This Old Heart of Mine. All right, let's do it. Who did it originally? The Isley the Isley Brothers. But this is uh, Tammy Terrell. Tammy Terrell. Excellent. Yeah. Number 67. Oh. Yes. I don't think she ever had a top 40 hit on her own. What about this version? This guy smashes. <laughs> he did two versions of it. This is from 1975. The next one is from 1989. And they're different. You ready? I am. I'm just going to jump right to it. Do it. Peppier. Much more 80s. Yeah. And I think that's Isley with him. That is one of the Ronald Isley. I think it's Bubba Pip. Maybe. Maybe. Guy's last name wasn't Pip. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are we up to here? Marvelettes again. All right. Uh, so this is uh, no velvets, right? We're uh, done with them. Yeah, just one, just one velvets. Yeah, velvets. Uh, one more from the Marvelettes. Uh, not a not a huge hit, but a uh, kind of a classic. Top thirty? Uh, no, not even top four. Let's see. I have it written down here. A number seventy six. Number seventy six. But uh, <laughs> what do you what, what do you brag about? We're top eighty. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're bringing it. Yeah. Casey Kasem did not say the name of this song ever 
Uh, but it, I'm going to say it. Okay. Um, I'm going to hold on as long as I can. I bet I've never heard this. And I bet I'm going to love this. Here Let's we see. go. It's just okay. I didn't love it the way I thought I was going to love it. Okay. Sorry, Marvelettes. Fair enough. <laughs> I have to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, Marvelettes. Um, yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, that's fine. That might have been my favorite song on the list. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm a little worried now about. I know. About, well, what will happen is the if the chord gets too hot, um, It'll just, uh, the mixing board will just stop. We won't lose the recording. Yeah. Because the recording's happening on another laptop and in a garage band program. So it's just going to, it's going to stop. Okay. And the show's right now at an hour and 32 minutes. So, um, you know, if, if we happen to lose, you know, if we happen to lose the uh, power cord, we, we've done a show. We did a show. All right. Good. Let's see if we can get through it. All right. Well, we can, you want to, we can. Before these curtains behind me burst into flames. (laughs) Right. Uh, we could we could jump down a few and and kind of well you don't have that many. I mean you have one two three four okay what do you want to do I want to give you the the complete rock solid experience uh, yeah okay that's that's a uh, very uh, so let's keep going that's very nice let's see what happens okay. let's play let's play with fire oh I like I see what you did there People I brought some curly things up here too let me see what do those taste like mmm <laughs> <laughs> crunchy okay what's your next song. Ah, that's good audio right there. Uh, okay, here we're going to go back to Gladys Knight and the Pips. Okay. <laughs> this was their uh, this was their last big Motown hit. 1970. From 1970. After this, they went and signed with a new label. They did Midnight Train to Georgia, and Gladys Knight, you know, became a Bond theme artist yep. at some point. Uh, so this is their last gasp at Motown, uh, and it's called If I Were Your Woman. She tears you down, darling She says you're nothing at all But I'll pick you up, darling When she lets you fall You're like a diamond But she treats you like glass Yet you beg her to love you But me, you don't ask If I were your woman Bond theme, huh? Yeah, that was um, nice. Yeah, um, I think that could be. I think that might be her best vocal performance ever. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she really brings it on that one. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. All, All right. right, what's next? So we are uh, we're at the Supremes again. Diana Ross and the Supremes. No, not Diana Ross and the Supremes. The Dupremes. 
So Diana Ross left the Supremes in 1970. Okay. Did they replace her or was it just two Supremes? No, they replaced her. With? Uh, Jean Terrell, the great Jean Terrell. Is she related to Tammy Terrell? Uh, no, no, no relation. Um, they soldiered on as the Supremes without Diana Ross. They did. They, they, for a while. Um, and then they, would people show up at the concert and not know Diana Ross was going to be there? Uh, no, I, I think they knew, I mean, they had, you know, they still had a few hits without yeah. Diana. Um, I think, yeah, people knew Diana was gone. They still showed up. They still did all the classic hits in concert. Sure. So people were fine to it, see that. And look, we, in 2021, we go see many bands that don't have all their original members. Sure. Yeah. Not because they're dead, but be just because they're not together anymore. Yeah. They've just gotten replaced over the years. And yeah. So that's. And people accept it. Yeah. So the Supremes thought, you know, let's, let's keep this going. Or Barry Gordy said, let's yeah. keep this going. And, um, they did okay for a while. So right. this was, uh, this is called, this was a top 10 hit without Diana Ross. Wow. Um, it's called Up the Ladder to the Roof. for that one top 10 amazing number seven it's a good tune yeah now if you're mary wilson and you've been in the supreme since the start yeah and diana ross leaves aren't you thinking i'm gonna get that promotion yeah <laughs> and then they're like no no we got this other gal who kind of sounds like diana wow we're gonna bring her in she could have sang that song mary wilson could have sang that yeah, song she absolutely could have sang it i mean she she stayed in the whole time she was the she was a supreme till she died. Rock in peace, Mary Wilson. The linchpin. Yeah. The backbone. Absolutely. Mary Wilson. Rock in peace? Rock in peace. Rock in peace, Mary Wilson. Yeah. Um, now I think there's some tomfoolery coming up with this <laughs> next artist. There is. Uh, actually, the next two. And this, I, I had to throw these in there because, um, again, like when you, the, the box set that we will not bring up ever again that I no longer have. Oh my God, that was tuition money. That was uh, college tuition money. I mean, that's that's where you you would find... I mean, so you mentioned Frankie Valli. Mm -hmm. The Four Seasons were on Motown for a while. Did I know that? I don't know if I knew that, but all right. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Martin Luther King was on Motown. Love him. Um, yeah, great. MLK. Yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Uh, and then... Uh, the first recording contract that she ever signed, Kiki D, the first white British artist <laughs> that Motown ever signed. Probably the only one, right? Uh, maybe the only one, yeah. 1971, she puts out a song called Love Makes the World Go Round. Let's hear it. It's not bad. She had a full album on Motown? Yeah. Without Just love, one? Without love. Without dreams, without dreams, without dreams, the birds just couldn't sing. Oh, everybody 
about Kiki D because she was married to Elton John. Oh yeah. Famously married to Elton John. Yeah. I mean, I think they have three or four kids. Yeah. Still, still married. Right. I believe to they are. Day, I yeah. believe they are. It's, it's one of the Hollywood marriages that's uh, stood the test of time. Yeah. Good for because them. Because they, they agreed that they would not break each other's heart. Yeah. Well, good for them. So, you know what? I just, congratulations. I love it. Every time I see them, they look happy. Yeah. <laughs> they look very happy. <laughs> All right, now this next one that you've got. Yeah. Is there is there an intro that plays before this? Uh yeah, I think so. There could could there be could some, be. All could right, be introduce something. introduce the song and who it is. And I got to be honest, I've heard I've seen pictures of this album. Yep. I did not know it was a Motown album and I I never knew the story of this album. Do you know what can you tell us about the group Stony and Meatloaf? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know a lot. What I know is, uh, Stony Stony is a gal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, to fit the theme. Uh, they were in, uh, the Broadway production of hair together. Mm-hmm. So meatloaf was in hair, Yeah, which means we got to see meatloaf's meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And I guess they, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if they were an item or they just enjoyed singing together, but you know, I mean, Meatloaf's got some soul in his voice, I guess. Yeah. And he, he did. He used yeah. to. And Stoney did too. So they, uh, yeah, that's how they ended up on Motown. So this song is called what you see is what you get. Yeah. All right. Let's hear a little of this. Play. Oh, So I went to the iTunes store to see if there's any other Stoney and Meatloaf songs. And there is, there is another one from this collection. Okay. And I, obviously we've never heard it. It's called Lady Be Mine. So let's hear what this sounds like. Hmm. Playing it from iTunes. I mean, how did they get sound signed to Motown? Yeah, they don't 
doesn't really sound like Motown it either. It does not sound like Motown. It must have been on they must have been on the rare earth label, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, this is you know, Motown trying to to get into the rock into the rock biz. Yeah. And uh yeah. So a little bit of a swing and a miss. And this is uh, this was seventy one. So I mean Motown obviously had its heyday and mostly in the sixties right. and then by the seventies, you know, the bigger name acts were kind of starting to do their own thing. Marvin, Stevie, and yeah. you know, Diana Ross went Hollywood and so the the sort of big run of Motown was over. And uh yeah, it, it gets a little um it's a little hazy. And yet in 2016, Meatloaf did go back to his Motown roots a little bit. <laughs> no. Um, look. There's a black day dawning. Turn around. There's a corpse in morning. Turn around. For you dig in graveyard. I forgot that Milof also does a version of the theme song to Murray Valeriano's uh, YouTube game show. Something happened in me. Oh my God. What it is ain't exactly clear. I gotta be honest, this song's as good as the game show. man with a gun over there. I think he's nailing it. Telling me I've got to Beware. Jesus Christ. It's time so to bad. stop. Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Down. <laughs> God. Stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look. I feel it's okay to play it because it's never been played before. <laughs> wow. Again, I say it every time I play this, but look. Who was in the studio when this album was being recorded and said, you nailed it. Right. Hey, you got it. Hey, meet. You got it. And didn't, why did the label listen to it and, and be like, let's do it? Yeah. I mean, you can buy this on. This was pressed onto red <laughs> limited edition vinyl. I'm not even joking. Oh what a God. waste. How many of you suppose got sold? I don't know. All right. Now, this, now you, you got a playout song for us. I do. Let's do a little. Well, first of all, yeah. Your playout song. I have one, two, three, four. Five. I have five cover versions of it. Yeah. Yeah. And do you mind if I play one of those? Not at all. First? All right. Not at all. Here we go. The playout song is Martha and the Vandellas. Dancing in the Street. Classic. Absolutely. Stone Cold Classic. Here's a version. <laughs> hey, you. It's a single stinkaroo. We are here. Is right. <laughs> Dancing in the street. <laughs> They're out in Chicago. He's trying to make it his own, Kevin. I. Yeah. New York City. <laughs> All we need is music. Oh, yeah. Sweet music. How many buttons are unbuttoned on the shirt he's wearing? I don't know. <laughs> Let's hear another version. Stinkaroo. 
God, that's so bad. Uh, we heard this band earlier. Here's the Kinks again with their cover. I like the drums. And then one last rocking version. effects on this though that eddie's doing yeah the guitar stuff is really cool yeah that one uh that that's a good one for sure the yeah King, the kinks one was good i yeah. don't i don't mind the mick jagger and no David i don't Boy when I you can't when you can't see the, see video. the video yeah yeah the song itself actually is pretty good yeah i i agree and it's um i mean it's 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 good like this version So terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, so bad. Neil. Neil is not good with covering popular songs, other people's songs. I yeah. he, there are some versions of songs that he does that are uh I, I'll just quote April Richardson, uh atroche. <laughs> they just are. Right. I mean uh but yeah. we're gonna we're gonna hear the the definitive version. But let's do a little uh, promoting first. Uh, Kevin, you on the you on the socials? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter. Really, that's the only thing I I ever really spend time on. So. You post a lyric a day. Yeah, I've been doing lyric of the day for the past three years. Uh, this week, I've been posting songs that we heard tonight. So that's cool. You. Uh, uh, that would have been foreshadowing if you had any idea. Very sneaky. That, that was going to happen. Very sneaky. A lot of people were wondering, what is Hartbarger yeah, up to? What's he doing? And now they know. Uh, so, yeah, my handle is uh, at K Hartbarger. So follow along. Hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are at Rock Solid Show on the Twitter. Are you on Instagram? Uh, I I think I am, but I never go on it. All right. So. Yeah. Or as I call it, the insty. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, com. Patreon is uh, patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast. Win some stuff weekly. Get involved in the Patreon curated episodes. Record an intro and uh, send a song in. All good stuff. All good stuff. I'm I'm frantically searching for another Neil Diamond cover. <laughs> I think the album of covers I didn't even put in here because it's uh it's so horrendous. And yet I'm still looking. Oh, you know what? Oh no. <laughs> I do have one that's just this is bad. This is bad. All right. This is on the same album as the Dancing in the Street. Night was clear and the moon was yellow. <laughs> you should have seen Kevin's face just now. And the leaves came tumbling down. down. 
you know what song this is? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what is it? This is, this is Stagger Lee. Lee. Yeah. On the corner. Which is <laughs> when I heard my which is a, dog bark. Which is about a, a, a guy he was shooting another guy. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like it's, in the dark. it's this really dark kind of bluesy song about a murder. <laughs> I think he's nailing it. <laughs> God. Two men who gambled late. Is that, a, is that a Casio keyboard? I mean, how dare he, right? This is ridiculous. This is horrible. <laughs> oh no. Why does he do it? Do you know what this is? Not yet. As soon as you know it, say it out loud. Also, say it. Don't spray it. <laughs> I'm playing Russian roulette with that chord. Loneliness. Oh yeah. What is it? Well, it's the coat you wear. It's a sun ain't gonna shine anymore. Yeah. Definitive version. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And it's always there. All right. So you have the same producer as Meatloaf? <laughs> just, they just let anything fly. Just, just some guy that like, man, I'm just cashing a check. If yeah. he wants to record it, he can record it. All right. Kevin, thank you for being here. Pat, thank you for having me. <laughs> and now, please enjoy... From Martha and the Vandellas, Dancing in the Streets. Thanks for listening. Here we go. See ya.